Today I'm going to teach about living a life of radical faith. And the primary way we do that is by looking to God as our source. So today's message is entitled, God is my source. Because when we talk about faith, we know that faith is what pleases God. Faith is what connects us to God. <clears throat> and faith makes the impossible possible. Faith is essential for every believer. Faith simply implies that we are always looking to God for everything as our source. Amen. Many believers say they believe in God. Hello, hello. Sometimes what happens is our equipment, they get old and they need to be replaced. <clears throat> so like I was saying, many believers say they believe in God, but they end up looking to people as the source of strength and love. They end up looking to the jobs or the government as the source of provision. They end up looking to school, colleges, or books as the source of wisdom and understanding without keeping their eyes on God as the source for everything. Now, all of these things are simply the channels through which God provides for us, through which God enables our lives. But the source of everything is always God Himself. So we must learn to live a life of faith where we're always looking to God as a source, not to these channels that God uses. But there's always a temptation to look to the channels, to look to the resources and not to the source. And that's when we tend to sometimes idolize the channel through which our finances come. We allow that government, we allow that job, we allow those people to have too much of a control over our lives, to manipulate us, to cause us to compromise. Because instead of looking to the channel as simply the channel and the resource, we give them too much power by thinking that the job is my source of provision. The government is my source of livelihood. My friends are my source of companionship, my source of love and relationship. And that's why we cause people to manipulate us. We're given to the fear of men. God wants us to live lives of freedom. A life of faith is truly a life of freedom because when we see God as our source, it will free us from the fear of men. It will free us from the fear of losing our jobs. It will free us even from our businesses going through different seasons of ups and downs. Because no matter what the economy is going through, we know God is my source. He will provide. So it enables us to live lives of freedom lives of security, wherein we are not manipulated, controlled, or compromised in our value system, in our heart, simply because we have failed in seeing the resources and the channels as our source and not God Himself. I want to begin from Second Chronicles chapter 14. Second Chronicles chapter 14 is a story of King Asa. 
And the Bible says that when he was young, he did good in the eyes of the Lord. And one of the things that he did good was that when the king of Ethiopia came up against him in verse 9, with an army of a million men and 300 chariots, verse 10, the Bible says Asa also went out against him and they were all in battle array in the valley of Zephata in Maserah. Then Asa cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you, and in your name we go against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against us. King Asa looked to God as his source of help for Israel. And the Bible says that when he did that, God fought on his behalf and destroyed the Ethiopians. However, in chapter 16, the Bible says that king of Israel came against King Asa of Judah. And when he did that, in verse 2, King Asa took the gold and the silver from the house of God, the temple of God, and sent it to the king of Syria, asking him for help. Basically, he was trying to buy the army of Syria as mercenaries against the king of Israel. So instead of looking to God as his source, now he was looking to men to help him. So in response, God sends the prophet Hanani, verse 7, to him. And the prophet comes and tells him, Because you have relied on the king of Syria and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. Were the Ethiopians and the Lubim not a large army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hands. Verse 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on, you shall have many wars. In this case, when he took his eyes away from God as a source and looked to men, God responded by saying, from now on, you will have many problems. You will have many wars because you have depended on men. And at a later stage of his life, that's what King Asa did. He stopped looking to God as a source and he began to depend on himself. That even in the verse 12, the Bible says that when he became diseased in his feet and his malady was severe, yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. Even in his own personal life, he stopped looking to God as his source of healing and help. And he turned to men. In our own lives, that is the mistake that we can make from time to time. We need to recognize that this is a tendency of a human mind, a human weakness. And correct our hearts so that we're always looking to God as a source for everything. 
These are things we need to correct from time to time. Because if you have your own business, you may be tempted to think of your business as your source, your customers as king, and thereby we end up giving to our customers whatever they want, even though it compromises our faith. For example, maybe even alcohol. If you're serving them in a restaurant. See, if you are working for the government and your bosses may ask you to do something that is not ethical, and yet because you see the government as your source, you may be tempted to compromise your values and do things which are against justice. It all depends on who you're looking as your source. When your friends become your source of happiness and joy, and you know that your friends are not godly, and yet because you do not want to lose that source of identity, that source of relationship, which you think comes only from your friends and not from God, you compromise your values and you do things that you know that you should not do. And you end up giving too much power to people, to the government, or even to your business. And they end up becoming God for you. And then you end up like King Asa with a lot of problems. You see, faith living is to recognize that God alone is my source. Can you say hallelujah? See, when we recognize God as the ultimate source of everything, like I said before, it sets us free to live bold lives. To live lives without being controlled by people, controlled and manipulated or threatened by circumstances, enabling us to just simply obey God and depend on Him. That's a life of faith. Romans chapter 11, verse 36, it tells me this. I'm going to read it from two versions. First, from the New King James. For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. But another translation, it reads like this. Everything comes from God. Can you say this with me? Everything, everything comes from God. Everything exists by His power. And everything is intended for His glory. Can you say hallelujah? See, everything comes from God. Everything exists by His power. And everything is for His glory. That is a mindset that has recognized God as the source of everything. Three areas where I want you to see today God as your source. Number one, the source of all life is God Himself. John chapter 1 verse 3. All things were made through Him and without Him nothing was made that was made. Everything that we see in creation, in life, is made by God Himself, is made by Jesus Christ. There is nothing that is made that has not been made by God. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Please look into your scriptures. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. 
The Bible says all things were created through Him. Jesus Christ and for Him. And He is before all things. And in Him all things consist. That word consist means held together. Not only did Jesus create all things. But Jesus is holding all things together even right now. See, not only is God creator of all that we see, the universe, the galaxies, the stars, all matter and all life forms, from the largest to the smallest particles. Not only is God the creator, but he's also the sustainer of life right now. What do we mean by that? So what I mean is this, God did not just create the world and live it on its own and go far away into the heavens to just observe from a distance to see how creation would function. No, what this means is this, not only did God create everything, but even at this very moment, God is sustaining everything by His power. He's actively involved right this very moment, sustaining. The clockwork of the entire universe. The planets, the stars. That's all revolving in clockwork precision. The ecological balance that we see on this planet. When you breathe, the oxygen that's going up to your brains through the blood pumped by your heart. Every little function from the smallest cells to the universe and the galaxies, God himself is sustaining it. God himself is holding it. He's responsible even right now for the very breath that you are taking. So what this means is that if God ceased to exist, everything would obliterate. Everything would completely vanish and disappear. Not only did God create, the very existence of every created thing is dependent on a moment-by-moment -moment basis on God Himself. In other words, He's the source of all life. He's the source of your life. Can you say amen? But the implication of this truth is greater than just now acknowledging, yes, God's the source of my life. Now what this means is this. You, the source of your meaning. The meaning of your life. The meaning of your existence. Your purpose. Your definition. Your identity. Where your joy comes from. Where your happiness is supposed to come from. All of that is from God. He's the source. Of your life. Can you say hallelujah? And God wants us to acknowledge Him as the source of our life. And not any other source. When people retire, they lose their joy. Why? Because they were looking to their job as the source of the strength and joy. And not God Himself. But even if you should retire from the government. Why should you lose your joy? When people get old, 
60 years old, 70 years old, they lose the joy and enthusiasm for life. Why? The source of your joy was your youth or was it God himself? Hallelujah. See, when the circumstances of life are different than when it was rosy, when it was nice, when there's difficulty, when there's loss, we go through. Why do we lose our joy? Because when we talk about joy on the inside, we're talking about having life on the inside. A quality of life that cannot be destroyed by the circumstances of life. The psalmist says, the Lord is the strength of my life. That means the strength of my life, my strength for living, my hope, my courage. It doesn't come from people. It doesn't come from circumstances. It doesn't come from good news. It doesn't come from my achievements. It doesn't come from my age. It doesn't come from my beauty. It comes from God himself. That means every day I can get up and be full of life. Hallelujah. Why? God is my source. Your job can be taken away. Your beauty can be taken away. But God can never be taken away from you if you believe in Him. Hallelujah. That means you can always live life with strength. How many of you are excited about 2022? Can I see your hands? Now you are. Five minutes ago you were not. Hallelujah. God is the strength of our life. He's the source of our life. Hallelujah. And that's why you can go on from failure to failure to failure like Abraham Lincoln. And yet not give up. Because the source of your life is God himself. And that source never dries up. Hallelujah. If you need strength, even in your body, if you need healing in your body, God made every single cell in your body. If you will go to God as your source for life, even in your body, the Spirit of God dwells within you. It quickens your mortal body. Yes, God may use medicines as a channel. Doctors as a channel. The pastor prayed for you. That was a channel. But the source was God himself. God, he may even use good food, vegetables as a channel. But the source of all life is God himself. Can you say hallelujah? And that's why Paul says in Acts chapter 17 verse 28, In him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. He is our everything. That's what living a life of faith means. Number two, seeing God as a source of all wisdom and knowledge. How do I live a life of faith? You must see God as a source of all your wisdom and knowledge. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6. This is what the Bible says. For the Lord gives wisdom. Repeat after me. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Do you believe that? 
The Lord is the giver of wisdom. Not the Sadhguru. The Lord. Can you say Amen? Spend more time in the Bible than listening to motivation speakers unless it's Pastor Sean. Amen. The Lord gives wisdom and understanding which is found in His Word. What is a source? A source is def defined as something that you depend upon. Something that you depend upon. For example, you go to the petrol pump because the petrol pump is a source for petrol. Something you cannot produce on your own, so you need a source. Something or somebody that supplies to you. Something that you cannot make on your own. So when we talk about a source of wisdom, we're talking about things that you need decisions to make, choices to make, principles to live life upon, so that your life here on the earth, which was meant for purposeful living, your life here on the earth can be fruitful and successful, so that you can raise up your children in the proper ways, so that you can do your business in a proper way, in the right manner, that it sees prosperity increase. That you can conduct your personal life here on the earth in the proper manner, in the right way, so that you are a blessing and not a curse. Wisdom is the principal thing. Where do we go for our source of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding? It's amazing to me that even though many in Nagaland profess to be Christians, when it comes to wisdom, when it comes to knowledge and understanding, we go to every other source except God Himself. We think that the Bible is outdated, that it is not applicable to today's situation and circumstances. And so when it comes to important decisions, number one, we may end up talking to our friends, people that we respect, our family, to hear the opinions rather than the opinion of God. How do we raise our children? Which church do we go to? We listen to people's opinion rather than God's opinion. Where do we go for a source of wisdom and understanding? Some of us go to books. We go to institutions. We go to centers of learning. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is better than just going to your friends. That is better than staying in ignorance. But even that is limited. It is good, but it is not enough. See, what I studied in my MBA program in the last century is outdated today. See, knowledge that is from men, that is in books, has a shelf life. Not only does it have a shelf life, it is limited in that what has worked for someone may not necessarily work for another person in another time and situation. So knowledge that we gain from books, it's only a part of the whole story. It's only a piece. So knowledge is facts and information that you can gather. 
Understanding is knowing how all that fact and information relate to one another. To be able to read the information is called understanding. But wisdom is different. Wisdom can only come from God. Wisdom is being able to apply it into our day-to-day life. The farmer that's there on the field who is experiencing success every year, not only does he have knowledge and understanding, but he's also applied the wisdom. And thereby he's able to produce the harvest. Many may have knowledge but no wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding come from God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord, again the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom. Can you say hallelujah? What does James chapter 1 verse 5 say? James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of Google. Now, Google can help you with knowledge, but not with wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God wants you to come to him as a source of all wisdom from life. And the Bible says he gives liberally. He wants to guide you. He wants to help you. He wants to enable you in your business, in your life, in your family. Can you say hallelujah? See, some of you may be very talented and gifted. You have studied very hard and you have gained a lot of skills. You have gained a lot of abilities, competencies. And you may be thinking that it's by your own hard work that you have come to this place where you are above others in terms of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. But then again, the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 17, lest you think that it's by your own might. James 1 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Whatever you have, your ability, your skills, your talent, your skill sets, your comprehension, your ability, whatever you have, it'll come from God. It's a gift from God. Even the ability to use your brain and reason is a gift from God. And when you understand that, it should cause you to come to God as your source and ask Him for help and understanding to continue to use it and to grow in it, to be enlarged in it. Hallelujah. One of my everyday prayers is this, Lord, give me wisdom. To guide my affairs and my decisions today. Daily prayers. Lord, I need wisdom. I need understanding. I'm not smart enough to figure out life on my own. One of the things that I do is this. For whatever issue of life, whether it's for Raising children, whether it's for finances, whether it's for marriage, whether it's for genders, whether it's to develop a worldview for life, go to the Bible. That's how I live my life. Go to the Bible, find out what the Bible says about every issue of life. 
What does the Bible say about marriage? We'll find it out here. What does the Bible say about genders and sexuality? Find it in the scriptures. What does the Bible say about elders and how to respect them? Find it in the scriptures. You see, times may change. We are in the millennium, 21st century, but values have not changed. Principles never change. Methods change. Discoveries bring new ways of living, but values, they never change. Principles never change. Don't ever discard the values of the scripture as old-fashioned and take up some liberal views and ideology which are simply junk. Hallelujah. Find out what the Bible says because the Bible is your place for wisdom. It's a source of wisdom for life. Find out what the Bible says about food. The Bible has a lot of things to say about food. How to eat. Self-control, the Bible says. The Bible says when you are sitting in the table of a rich man and he sets before you, uh, you know, heavy food, rich food. The Bible says put a knife to your throat. Not literally cut yourself, but, but the Bible is saying don't eat too much. See, when you are being treated by people, that maybe you've been asked for an appointment to go, maybe you're in an important man's house, an officer's house, and there's food set before you, the Bible says, control yourself. Don't overeat. Don't show the other person that you are so excited to be in the house of a rich man, and you're so excited to see the food that you can't control yourself, and you're just eating. He will despise you. He will think that you have no self-control. He will think that you only want him for his money. So the Bible has something to say about every area of life. Even the way you dress. Hallelujah. The Bible is a source of wisdom. Can you say amen? And if the Bible is a source of wisdom, then we must be careful not to go to any other source. See, when God created you and me in His image, God wanted you and me to always come to Him for wisdom, to always come to Him for strength, to always come to Him for relationship because our source is Him. He created us in His image. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. So our life is defined by Him. Our life is connected to Him. So there are certain boundaries that God has set. Our life comes from Him. Our wisdom comes from Him. Do not go to any other source. But what happened in the Garden of Eden was that there was another being that came. Another being from the spiritual realm called Satan, the serpent. He was not the serpent like a physical serpent. He was a spiritual being, Satan, who came with a different source of wisdom and he told Adam and Eve, even though God said that, what do you say? You're speaking wisdom and knowledge. Even though God said that, the opposite will happen. You will become like God. That was forbidden. God 
didn't want Adam and Eve to live by the words of another being. God wanted Adam and Eve to live by what He said. But they looked to this other being as another source of wisdom and they believed Him. And that's how they fell. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 26 and Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 10. This is very important for Nagas. You shall not eat anything with the blood. Not this first part. <laughs> the second part. Nor shall you practice divination or soothsaying. Okay, let's go to Deuteronomy 18 verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. Necromancy. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. God is saying that there are boundaries for wisdom and knowledge too. He is our source. He doesn't want us to go to any other spiritual source. What is witchcraft? What is divination? What is interpreting omens? What is necromancy, calling up the dead mediums? It is all seeking for wisdom and knowledge that you cannot find on your own and you are seeking it from the spiritual realm. Information about your future. Information about who am I going to marry. Information about your business. Information about your job. We're seeking some esoteric, some spiritual, some mystical knowledge that will give us an edge for life. Sun signs. Horoscope. What is that? You're seeking for wisdom and knowledge and understanding about who you are and about whether this guy is right for you and whether... Isn't that wisdom and knowledge and understanding that you're seeking? The Bible says it's forbidden. Don't go to these sources. Amen. Cooperas. That's what the Bible is saying. Cooperas. Do not go. It is forbidden. Practitioners of witchcraft. I know of prayer warriors who have told Christians to go to these people to seek help. Naga. This is a big problem. Nagas, because we want to be successful in business, successful in our studies, we go seeking information from palm readers, astrologers, pujaris, whoever, whatever, tantrics, corporators, practitioners of witchcraft, Dabbling in the dark occult. 
the Bible says it is forbidden. It is forbidden. Astrology, it is forbidden. Yes, God made the stars. But God doesn't want you to live by the wisdom that comes from the stars. He wants you to live from the star himself, Jesus Christ, who lives in your heart, hallelujah, and who guides you. Astrology, horoscope, it's forbidden. One of the most common conversations, even in church groups, is after you meet, what's a sun sign? Youth group asking one another, what's a sun sign? It is forbidden. Can you say hallelujah? Do not go to these sources. The Lord is your source. Can you say amen? And the third area is this. The source of all provision. God is a source of all provision. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is the statement of the Apostle Paul. And he lived by the belief that God supplies all his needs. One of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh simply means the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. That's what Abraham said on the mount when God provided a sacrifice in place of Isaac. God will provide. It simply means that God is the source of all provision for your life. That's what the Bible says. Now your job may have provided a salary for you. Your profit may have come through a contract. But yet, it was God using those channels to provide for you. The source was God Himself. The government may give you a job, but the government is not your source. It is God. Can you say amen? See, God simply uses different channels to provide for us. He wants us to live by faith, not dependent on these channels, not looking to these channels, but looking to Him all the time. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus tells His disciples, do not worry about your life. See, one of the greatest worries not only believers but every human being have is what am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? Where am I going to live? Where is my provision going to come from? And if people are always worried about such things, they have no hardly any little time for faith and moral stuff and for good things. God knows that we are always thinking about this. And yet He says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. In other words, where your provision is going to come from, the resources, food, clothes, money, houses. Because he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
Don't, don't keep your eyes on the resources. Don't keep your eyes on the channel all the time. Keep your eyes on the source. Keep your eyes on the source. Keep on seeking the source, not the resource. And God will add all the resources into your life. Your bank account is not your source. Your land, your house is not your source. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. Verse 1 onwards. When the Bible says here that Elijah had prophesied famine, drought on the land. And he said, there shall not be due nor rain this year except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Kerit, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook carried, which flows into the Jordan. And ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Verse 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. There was famine in the land. But God needed to provide for his prophet Elijah. So God told him to go by this brook. And stay there, drink from that brook, and ravens would bring meat and bread morning and evening to him. And that's what he obeyed, and that's how God provided for him. The ravens, the brook, they were just the channel. The source was God. So God was providing for him through the brook and the ravens. But after a while, the Bible says, the brook dried up. The ravens stopped bringing food. Bringing food. But what did Elijah do then? Did he panic? Did he get discouraged at God? Did he get angry at God? No. Because God then told him to go to a place called Zarephath where there is a widow and God had commanded the widow to provide for him. So Elijah left that brook, went to this place called Zarephath. In obedience to God, there was a miracle that came in that widow's house. The bin of flour never dried out. And God provided for Elijah and for this woman through that bin of flour throughout the rest of the famine. Hallelujah. What does it mean? It simply means this. Sometimes the channel may dry up. Sometimes your business that was prospering in the past may not prosper anymore because the times have changed. People lose their jobs. The channel may dry up, but the, but the source never dries up. The farmland may not be as profitable as before. But as long as your source is God, He will always provide for you another way. Can you say Amen? See, you may have lost a job. The door may have been closed. That business may have failed. 
those people may have lied to you. Even though those may have happened, when we trust Him as a source, He will always provide another way. Amen. But why do people get so discouraged when they lose a certain channel? A business project, a job, when they retire, it's almost like the whole life is gone. You see, because they were always looking to the channel as their source and not to God Himself. Remember the time when God, Jesus asked Peter, Peter needed to pay the temple tax. So Jesus asked Peter to take a hook, cast it into the sea. The first fish that he caught, that he would take it and open it. And when Peter did it, there was a coin inside the fish. And Jesus said, go and use that to pay the temple tax for Peter and for himself too. What does that mean? See, it simply means there are so many different ways God can provide for you. If necessary, even through fishes. There are so many different ways God can provide for you. A door has closed. Don't get discouraged. Because discouragement is a sign that you're losing faith. Even if the door closed, even if that business is not prospering, lift up your eyes and look to the source. And be full of hope because God can open up any other channel. God can use any other source. You see, we don't have to live dependent on the economy. We don't have to live dependent on people. We don't have to live dependent on one source of income. One way of being provided for. Hallelujah. When we understand this truth, see, we don't have to live at the mercy of people to be manipulated and controlled by them. When our church was young, we had very little income coming in. There was a certain person that said, I want to send big offering, big funds for you to do what you want to do. Only one condition. You listen to me. And you do what I ask you to do. That was the condition. Well, I prayed about it and I said, no. Do I need the money? Yes. But am I going to compromise the leadership of the church and allow the vision of the church to be hijacked by someone who gives big finances? I said, no. I don't need the money. God can provide from any other source. See, this is also one way where big givers of tithes, they control churches. Because pastors are afraid that this big giver of a tithe, if he's displeased, he will go somewhere else. We bow down to them and let them do whatever they want in the church. Let me tell you this. No one is bigger than this church or any church. No matter how big the tides are. God is the source. Amen. If people come, praise God. We love you. We bless you. We'll minister to you. If they go, God bless you. Wherever you go, God will be with you. They're not meant to be here with us 
permanently for the rest of our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Turn to Jeremiah chapter 17 and we'll close here. Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 to 8. See, it's not the channel blessing you. It's not your job blessing you. It's not your houses, your lands blessing you. It's not even your father, mother blessing you. Your father and mother are just the channel. They're just the channel that God uses. Can you say amen? It's God. God is the source. It's not your education. It's God. God is the source. Is education important? Absolutely. Make sure you study, study hard, study well, study long. All the way. 15 years, 16 years, 17 years, whatever it takes. But in the end, God is the source. Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out his roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. So whether it's in hot seasons, dry seasons, will not be anxious, nor will cease from yielding fruit. This verse simply say this, that the circumstances of life may change. At times, we may have plenty at times, dry seasons at times, hot seasons. The circumstances of life may change, but the source never changes. Can you say amen? And as long as you will trust in the Lord, the Bible says your leaf will not wither and you will always be fruitful. In other words, as long as you keep on looking to God as your source, He will always find a way to provide for you. Hallelujah. When we started this building project, almost everyone advised me, who is your source? Look to your source. In other words, they were saying, look to the congregation that is coming. The congregation is your source. How many? How many people come? So, okay, 300, 400 people. Okay, what kind of people come? Oh, mostly young people. Okay, then you can't build big. Don't be very ambitious. Make a very small budget. Why? Because they were telling me, determine your vision according to the source that you have. And the source they meant was people. When I looked to the people, I was like, they can't help me. I mean, most of them were college kids. I'm not saying, you know, you guys are poor. I don't want you in church. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, the plan we had was so much bigger than our human sources could provide for. I looked around. There was no minister in the church. Oh, no minister in faith. I was just, uh, there was no contractor. So I came to the pulpit and said, from now on, we have to pray. Lord, give minister to the church. Lord, send contractor. No, I did not do that. God is bigger than all the ministers in Nagaland. Yes, amen. God's bigger than all the contractors. 
We don't need them to be here in the church. As long as they are people of God, God can speak to them. Hallelujah. But we made a big budget and we said, we'll go ahead. Why? Because we look to God as our source, not to people. So we made the building according to our source, not the channels. We are the channels. But we designed the building according to our source, God. His pocket, not our pocket. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. That He will provide. And He did. Strangers, people that we have never met even today, they gave. People who just liked us. People who just heard of our church. They gave. You see, when people like you, when people favor you, when people open doors for you, when strangers seem to have, uh, you know, attraction towards you, help you with your forms, help you with your file in the office, help you just guiding you along the way. You know, what is that? That's your source, God, using the channel to bless you and provide for you. God wants you to look to Him. Don't make idols out of the channels. There's no government big enough than God. Don't let the government control you, manipulate you, threaten you. Don't let your customers or a client do that. God will provide. Look to God as your source. There are so many different ways. When I was in Bible school, in my second year, I had no finances to be able to finish the school, to be able to find boarding and lodging. But out of nowhere, I got a phone call from this couple that's saying, we want to meet with you. So after the church service, I met with them and they said, would you be willing to come and stay in the house free of board? We want to help you so that you can finish your education. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is from the Lord. And so I ended up staying in the house for the next six, seven months without paying rent. And it really helped me finish my Bible school. What I found out later on was that one of my instructors, without telling me to favor towards me, spoke to this couple about my situation and they opened up their home for me. I was simply praying and worshiping God and trusting Him as my source. I wasn't looking to people. I wasn't trying to look sad so that people would take pity on me. I was just happy. I was just happy worshiping, praising God, going to the Bible school, but trusting in the Lord. Trusting in the Lord. Whether it's heat, whether it's drought, trusting in the Lord. And at the right time, God opened the door to provide for me. God will provide for you. Have no fear. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. And even for your children. He just wants you to trust in Him. Amen. Remember when we read? 
in 2 Chronicles chapter 16. I believe it's verse 9 where it says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The eyes of the Lord runs through and for the whole earth. God is looking over the whole earth, even at this very moment. He's looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The context is trust. Did King Asa trust in Syria or God? God wanted him to trust in him. So when you trust in God, your heart is loyal to God. You're not running to men for help. You're not running to some rich uncle for help. You're trusting in God. And when you trust in God, that's loyalty for God. And the Bible says his eyes are roaming to and fro to look for people whose heart is trusting in him, loyal in him. Why? Because he wants to show himself strong. He wants to show off in your life. He wants to show himself strong. That's what the Bible says. He wants to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart are loyal to him. In other words, he wants to show up in your life as a witness to the world that the people of God will never be forsaken. They will never have to beg for bread. They will never have to beg for clothes. Many will be your afflictions, but the righteous Lord will deliver you out of them all. Hallelujah. A life of radical faith is looking to God alone as the source of our life, our meaning, our joy, our identity, our happiness, our purpose, the source of our wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Go and burn up that sun sign book. Horoscope is not going to give you any scope for life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oprah Winfrey is not your source of wisdom for life. All the talk show hosts, whoever they are, Indian, Westerners, the Bible, the source of all wisdom and knowledge and understanding. You can never go wrong when you build your life on the Word. Can you say Amen? And He's a source of all provision. He will provide for you. See, in life, we look to so many different sources for help. Government sources, financial sources, family sources, society sources, and so on and so on. All of these sources are subject to change, interruption, or to termination. People lose their jobs. Ministers fall. Banks collapse. Businesses fail. But when God is your source, 
you're hooked up to someone and something that can never fail and that can never be taken away from you. Never be taken away from you. You see, most of us have been taught to depend on ourselves. Trust in the Lord and depend on ourselves. But even depending on yourself has limitations. God wants you to depend on Him as the source of your everything. Hallelujah. That means we come to Him every day. We come to Jesus every day. That's what the life of faith is. We come to Him every day in prayer. We come to Him every day to read His Word, to gain instruction for life. We come to Him every day in humility, in dependence, and saying, Lord, if you don't favor me today, if you don't give me grace for today, I cannot experience blessing or success. I'm not talking only when you get married and when you have a family. No, even as a student, get up in the morning and say, Lord Jesus, I need your grace today. You are my source for wisdom and knowledge even when I am studying. As a businessman, Lord, you are the source of my customers. Go to Him every day. Jesus. Why? Because you go to Him as your source. Your source. He's the love that you need. He's the strength that you need. He's the wisdom you need. He's the power you need. He's the encouragement that you need. He's the healing that you need. I'm talking about daily dependence. Daily faith. Daily relationship. Don't neglect your prayer time, your word time, because that's your daily dependence on your source. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time effort and money to do it so the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions remember when you give the word of god says in 2 corinthians 9 8 that god is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency all things may have an abundance of every good work if you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.